All right, welcome everyone. This is David Burnett, Ricky Whitaker, doing our preview episode for the Talking Ball Y'all podcast, Picayune Edition. So, Ricky, we're going to play George County this week, a big matchup for Picayune. Both teams undefeated in region play. Um, looking at this matchup, it's been pretty great in the past. Um, if you can run through some of those past matchups and give us a little rundown on what we've seen from George County in years past. Well, it's really hard, David, to look at any other team, and it's almost mythical uh, with what we've seen with some of these these past matchups. And just to give a few stats, you know, since 1996, and that's really when Coach Lee and his staff came in, uh, we played three times in the playoffs uh, against those uh, against George County. Two times was it the first round, once in the third round. There was a double overtime game in there. And here's what's really interesting, Dave. Six of the last seven, the average margin of victory was only two and a half points. So a lot of close games. Last time we played these guys, 2014, you know what the score was on that one? 62 to 63. It was a one-point shootout. So it's going to be a close game. Uh, we know what we're getting out of these guys. Talented bunch, bunch of athletes. Uh, always play hard. Yeah, it's going to be a real great game here at uh, in George County as we travel to Loosedale. Ricky, run down that defense. Give us some ideas on what we're going to see from uh, George County, the Rebels' defense. Well, Dave, I mean, when you look at just the, the tail of the tape, and we like to do that, you know, just to look at the summary, the tail of the tape, uh, familiar opponents that we've both played, and you look at really uh, Perver Central and Van Cleve, and that's two teams that are run heavy, just like Picking's going to be, and you, you look, really just look at the film and see how they line up against teams like that. And they're really going to have three defensive linemen, so they're going to have three three guys with their hands at the ground. Everybody else, the other eight, are going to be standing up. And they'll rotate those guys in and out uh, a whole lot just to keep them fresh. And the guys that jump out on tape, to me, Dave, are, are big number 95 and big number 99. They're big D tackles. Hard to get their names, have no idea what those names are. They're, they're very cryptic with their rosters, and it's hard to find anything online. Uh, but they are big guys. They play hard. They're quick off the ball and they'll also dave they'll they'll take number 44 their linebacker and they'll walk him almost up right on top of the center and you know he won't be in a stance but they'll move those guys up they don't try to disguise blitzes we've seen them walk two guys up in both a gaps so a lot of people standing up they move around pretty good uh, on defense but do i think that we could move the ball against their defense absolutely well their defense is very talented, but that offense, man, they got some playmakers. This will probably be the most athletic um, bunch we'll see all year. No, I mean, no. they run a spread led by their wide receiver number one, Dorch. He's a Mississippi-Alabama all-star, going to play for Mississippi in that game. and going. He's committed to Ole Miss, so he's going to go over there with uh, Lane Kiffin join that offense so he's he's getting a good uh dose of what we're going to see from him in the future and also they're led by number two quarterback austin hollins six four guy he's going to be in that north south bernard uh, blackwell game and he's committed to illinois and also got a number 12 wide receiver don't get a lot of talk um ricky's kind of spotted him and been talking about me and him's been talking about him and don't get a lot of buzz because of the other guys but man he's really good Six four, gonna be the guy that they leave out there by himself probably gonna see a lot of deep balls to him and he's been offered by gulf coast a really good program there and they also had the running back number 22 trent howell and all i've heard from prc people this week is how great he is and he is really good on film mm -hmm. fast way faster than you would think um they like to run a lot of bunch sets with trips and four wide receivers they're going to do a lot of screens set passes um the read option is probably going to be huge this week more than we've seen all season long especially been out of the shotgun with Hall, uh, howell back there 
and he was able to cut loose at PRC. So it's going to be a big challenge for Picayune's defense to see how they match up and against this offense, which um, we'll get to that in the keys to the game a little later. But you're going to see a real athletic bunch from uh, George County. I don't know. Top notch, Ricky. I don't, I don't know that we'll see an offense set like this the rest of the year. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, you mentioned Trent Howell, their running back, and, and he is. He's, he's a good back. And, you know, anytime a team runs this type of an offense, uh, five wides, four wides, you know, these bunch sets that they do, it, it's kind of different than what we do at Pick You and what most teams do. You run the football to set up the pass or play action pass. They do the opposite thing. They, they come out throwing the ball to then be able to run the ball and, and maybe catch you off guard. So they'll do a lot of that. And, and those guys you mentioned, you know, if, if they get in a bunch set, Dave, and, and sometimes it's four guys bunched, it may be trips. If Dorch is, is in the back of that thing, he's getting the ball. It's going to be a screen uh, pretty much almost every time. And and, and I think we're going to see that. We're going to see him probably stretch the field a little bit, as you mentioned, with the, the guy, uh, Braden Walker, that lines up by himself in most of those sets. He'll be the, the single back. He's their deep threat. They'll run some bubble screens with him where they just, you know, the whole line moves out to block downfield once the ball is caught. So, yeah, we'll have to definitely be on guard. Yeah, so – it's going to be a great matchup with their offense against our defense, and we're going to come back. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come right back and go over the keys to the game on what Ricky and I have seen through some film this week and what we think may happen or may not. Just uh, We're going to break it down right here. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full-service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef from Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. If you're looking for granite, quartz, quartzite, or marble, come see Angela Burmaster at Exotic Stones, located at 6985 Highway 11 North in Carrier, Mississippi, or at their brand new showroom located at 1171 Highway 90 in Bay St. Louis. Angela and her staff will help you select the perfect color scheme and will fabricate and install any residential or commercial project that you have. Angela's low prices and personal touch can't be beat. Also, mention the Talking Ball podcast and Angela will throw in a free sink with your installation. For the carrier location, call 601-798-4334. Or for the Bay St. Louis showroom, call 228-344-3003. Okay, we're back here with the Picayune preview episode for the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Ricky, we're going to go over the keys to the game. What what do you think we're going to need to see from Picayune on offense this week to keep that ball and score some points? Well, I think it's really for offense and defense, but we'll start there. As you mentioned, every play, every possession is vitally important. Uh, you can't have mistakes. You can't lay the ball on the ground. we got to be able to score, and, and we've got to be able to uh, try to get some stops at some point. We don't want to have a turnover that, that gives them an opportunity to put a couple of touchdowns on the board, and now we're trying to chase them. We need to come out, Dave, with one of those patented picayune drives, super long, four or five first down, take about six, seven minutes off the clock and really get some confidence uh, going with our offense, give our defense some time 
to make adjustments, do the things that they need to do. It's going to be really, really important. So we're going to have to move the ball. And one of the things that I'll point out today that's a huge key to the game, and I know that Picayune seen this on film already. I've seen it about a half dozen times against uh, Van Cleve on their film, the hard count. They, they jumped a lot. So we need to use that. We get in some short yardage situations. If we can hard count, those guys are firing off the ball. I mentioned how good those defensive linemen are to get a, a – a jump as quick as they want to be able to get they have to guess snap count a little bit to do that so hard counts are going to be key yeah i think any anytime you can get free five yards that's always good to get for the offense keeps a chance from uh turning the ball over or any of those bad things happen easy five yards i think also this week i think we're going to see a little we're always going to see a heavy dose of dowdale that's that's the key we're always going to see him also think we're going to see more spread out i i wouldn't be surprised Depending on how the flow of the game goes, if you don't see Davis have about six, seven, eight carries this game, and I, I think we may see Dorian more than we've seen him in the last few games. This game right here is going to depend on everybody. So it's not going to be one guy. You, I would love for us to be able to go in there and Dowdell get the ball 30 times or 25 times, and, and we never have to hand it to anybody else. But I think this game right here is going to be all, all hands on deck. So there's no telling who we're going to see on offense. You know, Kostag and his crew have made a great improvement this year of not playing guys both ways. And I think this is the time where we might see some guys play a little long, little more. Um, we see it a lot on defense, but I think we're going to see more on offense too. I think so too, Dave. And, you know, the, the mental game is going to be huge as well. Um, you you got to stay mentally in it. Again, the body's going to go quick. The mind has to stay sharp and stay in it. And you think about these these cornerbacks that we have. We have a great secondary with – uh, Conti and Chris Davis and uh, Nikki Ratcliffe. I mean, those guys are all very good um, coverage guys. But you know, on a normal Friday night, Dave, they're just they're they're lining up against a guy who's just ran the play in, who's going to jog down and then run back to the sideline. They're going to have to be locked in. And uh, I don't know how much running around they're going to be doing. They're going to be pretty tired. Um, you know, we like as you mentioned, we may have to ride Daldell a little bit more. Um, hopefully, we can work some of those other guys in, but. This is going to come down to really, you know, what we can do on our defense, and that's what you're going to talk about next. Yeah, on defense, I think it's going to come down to the four guys in the front. It's going to come down to our two DNs, um, JB McWilliams, uh, Jamonte Waller, and then also the guys that are going to sub those two at the end. It's going to be Dowdell and Peyton Wells. We've seen Peyton Wells in there a good bit, yeah. and then also there's two guys in the middle. You got uh, Xavion Coleman, who didn't have that great of a game last week. Um, he but he's still fresh. He's still young. He hasn't played a lot of football. So big guy, got a lot of potential. And then also Birdman. I mean, Birdman, this, this the game right here is the one where if I'm those four guys that's been leading that bunch, I know I named more than that, and it's going to come down to more than just those four. But if I'm those guys in that, in that group, I'm licking my chops this week. This is, this is my kind of game right here. We're going to get a chance to actually get after the quarterback. It's probably probably been since Gulfport that we've actually had someone actually try to sit back there and pass, and they didn't pass all that much, as I would expect you know, most of the time. So they got to be ready for the quick passes, those set passes we talked about earlier, those uh, screen passes, tunnel screens, uh, maybe something to uh, howl out the backfield. So I think – I predict we're going to see an interception by one of our D linemen this week. I would not be surprised. If, and if they can't get there, our guys are really tall. Maybe they can get their hands up, cause havoc right there, and maybe 
um, our secondary is so good with uh, Davis and Ratcliffe that they may can pick one off that maybe a bad throw to that receiver on that screen and maybe they read it well. Um, hopefully they read it right and don't read the ball and the ball gets by them and um, one of those guys gets there. So get their head up, look to like we said, knock the ball down. I th- um, the secondary gonna have to make tackles. I watched the PRC film, Ricky, and their wide receivers didn't block all that well. They would they would just wait for uh, Dirch to get the ball and and expect him to run. But PRC's secondary would be all over him, but he would just break the tackle. So I think that's going to be a big key: is how well we tackle, get after the ball, play the ball well. But um, it's going to be that front four, along with. Um, maybe some blitzing by the uh, linebackers, whatever. I'm sure Coach Hayden's got a great game plan. Yeah, I I think that he's going to have a great game plan. And uh, the only thing that is a little bit disheartening, Dave, to think about it, and we've been watching these kids, we've got a couple of really good outside linebackers. You have to think that one of those, maybe two, are not going to be in this game a whole lot if we decide to go with more of a a smaller look and bring some extra cornerbacks in. I don't know what Coach Hayden's going to do. Whatever it is, it'll it'll be fine, I'm sure. But... You know, we're going to be facing a quarterback who he's not going to be under center. He's going to be seven, eight yards back. He's going to be getting rid of the ball really quick. You don't need to expend a whole lot of extra energy charging up the field. Um, our DNs, as you mentioned, is going to be key. They have to contain, and we've got to get our heads up and just be ready to knock the ball down or move, you know, run out and sprint to go make a tackle on one of those screens. But, you know, wasting a lot of extra energy just trying to get up the field that guy's just going to turn and bolt and he'll be gone. So, you know, there's no one there covering. Everybody's in coverage. So we have to play smart from that standpoint. And and I think the most important thing, Dave, that that we have to look at, and, and it's not just really with defense. I think it goes for the, the team as a whole, but primarily with the defense. Look, if we come out, and I, I hope this doesn't happen, we come out and our first defensive, you know, game that we're, we're – defense is on the field for the first time and – they hit Dorch with a screen and he takes it 85 yards. Don't hang your head. It's okay. I mean, we, we got to stay together. Pick yourself up, you know, get under the, the tent, watch the film, figure out what you got to do and just move on to the next play. You're going to have to do that. Very short memory, make the adjustments. And that's one thing that you have to give a lot of uh, credit to, to Coach Hayden and also Coach Smith for really making those adjustments. They've, they've done a good job of doing that. They'll get them right, but just got they got to stay together. They, they can't get at, at each other at all. Yeah, our adjustments at halftime on both sides of the ball, Ricky, have been absolutely phenomenal. From Coach Stogner, Feely, uh, Coach Edwards on offense, and to those guys on defense, I can't say, like, if you've been watching us play, our halftime adjustments have been top-notch. So hopefully we can start from, you know, get get started and not have to depend on halftime adjustments this week because they will break one. They're going to break one. It's just a matter of when they do it. Yeah. And like you said, we can't hang our hat. We just got to keep playing Picayune football. Let's grind it out. Let's get get the ball, play Picayune uh, football, and just you know three three yards in a cloud of dust or whatever they call. I mean, that's just what we're going to try to do. And I think a big key to this game, and we never really talk about it that much. And we always afterwards we're always like we never mention it. And we get out there on the game on, on the field, and we're like, man, we really don't talk about special teams, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Man, I think this could be the, the the week that where special teams comes back and, you know, is this going to be the week where Kraft hits a field goal to win it? You know, it could be that type of game. It's going to be that type of game, um, or it definitely could be. You just talked about earlier on how close the games get um, between these two teams. Uh, a Kraft field goal could be the difference. Yeah, we've had some of those within this, this you know, very uh, tenured rivalry that we've had with these guys where we've missed some field goals in there. And a couple of things that jumped out to Dave that we were talking about just from the film study. So 
two out of three of the first uh, kickoffs that, that George County did kicked it deep to PRC. And uh, Purvis Central took two of those back about to midfield. The third time, they took it around the 35, 40-yard line. And after that, they started pooching it. So they have a tendency to come out and kick it deep. Are they going to do that against Picayune Friday night? I don't know. We'll have to see. I know we're not. Um, our, our kicker's pretty good at, at doing those uh, corner kicks and giving our, our, our coverage time to get down there. That gives you an opportunity in itself. It just takes one split second for a guy to take his eyes off the ball and start looking at the guys bearing down on him, and he drops one of those. we got to be uh, definitely aware of that. Uh, every game, Dave, we've, we've either blocked a, a, a field goal or a point-after attempt, or we've gotten really close. I think that's huge. Just as you mentioned, these games are going to be close. And another thing that we have to be aware of as well is this punter, and he's, he's a rugby punter. We've seen them. They're boring as all get out because it takes them forever to get rid of the football and punt it away. But he's going to be running uh, sideways, looking with his eyes down the field, looking for an opening, looking for someone possibly to throw it to before he kicks it. If we get back there quick enough, we'll have a chance to either tackle him or block one, possibly uh, even you know get a big turnover and take one back and score. Other thing we have, the other thing that we have to be aware of is he also has a tendency to maybe throw one, so we have to be aware of that. Yeah, when he's running with the ball, you also you always got to be aware of a fake punt at that. And this this is the type of game where you where that could be the difference in the game. They also on their punt, man. We picked a great spot today, Ricky. We got the train coming by. That's just great. But that's edit, fine. We can edit that last part. Nah, out. we're good. We're gonna we're gonna roll with it. That's what it's, uh, we have fun with this, and we we really never what what you hear is what me and Ricky go with. We just roll with it. We we rarely do a second take, so we're gonna roll with this with the train running by. But they also on their uh, punt return team, they keep two guys back there. I don't think we've seen a team this year, if I'm mistaken, that has two no. guys back there. So that's a that's a thing to watch out for how how we handle with two return guys back there on the punt, and um, this could be a big position, you know, uh, you know, position battle on where we have the ball. So you don't, I mean, special teams are always key. I know Coach Stogner and his crew they're they're preaching it every day. You and I, we we kind of forget about it sometimes because it's one of those, and a lot of fans do. It's kind of one of those things that. Uh, you don't think about it until something bad happens, a bad snap, blocked kick, you know, return for a touchdown. And we had that with Davis, you know, Davis's return one. Um, I think he also had one call back this year too, if I'm not mistaken. So um, we have the potential to return one. And like you said, I did watch the PRC film and in the beginning, they were able to get some great returns on, on uh, George County. So hopefully we'll get, we'll get some extra yards on the return game at all possible. And, uh, I just think it's going to be a great matchup, and anyone that can be there should be there. Should try to make it to Loosedale. I mean, it's Friday night. I mean, me and me and Ricky are kind of critical on the fan support sometimes, and and the fans that are there are absolutely amazing. They're they're great. They they get into the game, but uh, sometimes you get there and you just think about how great you know great this program is and how much fun we're having covering it. That we just would would love to see more fans in the seats, and I, and maybe that's COVID now. Maybe that's going to be the thing, Ricky. We just have to deal with it, but. This program's too good not to have great fan support, and I just wish that uh, more people would make that travel. Yeah, I mean, call it what it is. I mean, we'll, we'll just call this an omen. You know, we're going through our, our uh, podcast here, and a train comes rolling through. We need to see a train rolling up to, to Loosedale on That's Friday right. night, a train of Picayune supporters going up there. Uh, let's make some noise. This is a huge game. A lot on the line here, Dave. Seating, we're, you know, we kind of know who the, the four teams going in are. We've talked about that at nauseum the last few weeks of our podcast, so we know who they are. We're, we're setting up for seating right now. 
big big game, very important. Um, support your, your your local school, and and I'll mention too, Dave, just for our listeners, um, we're not going to have you Friday night. You, you, yeah. you alluded to that a little bit during our, our post game uh, last week, and um, you know it's not going to be the same. You know, not having yet my right here and seeing you on the sideline, we're definitely going to miss you. But um, you know, we're also going to miss Kylie. You know, uh, for our listeners that don't know, Dave's daughter Kylie is one of the trainers on the sideline of the Picayune game. So I know that's kind of cool for David and her both. They get to to kind of hang out at the game and watch it together with a really, really good seat in the house. So that's cool. Um, they'll be driving up to uh, North Mississippi for uh, state for a swim meet. So yeah. we'll be thinking of you guys. I know you'll be listening and uh, tuning in. So we wish you guys uh, safe travels uh, heading up there and uh, definitely going to miss you Friday night. Uh, filling in for Dave uh, for the post game will be – uh, Darren Uzel, good good friend of mine. Dave knows Darren as well. Went to uh, Perver Central. Before you frown over that, you Picayune fans, that uh, we got another Blue Devil on our podcast. Uh, he does have his son, Kanan, who uh, is, is at Picayune and, and plays for Coach Hayden right now on the ninth grade team, a team that we think is going to play for champ- the championship game next week. Uh, Kanan plays guard uh, there. And, um, you know, Darren was a standout athlete himself at, at, at Perver Central. Dave, a um, lot, of, lot of good highlights uh, as a player played for the, the late, great Coach Thaxton. And, and uh, his, his uncle, who, who coached at Alabama, great high school football coach, um, you know, he's, he, he passed away a few years ago, was a very good friend of uh, Coach Edwards. So uh, Darren's not going to be a stranger on the sideline to those guys. So it'll be, it'll be cool to have him in there. And I know he's going to enjoy it. He's already told me how excited he is. He's looking forward to it. So we'll have a, have a fill-in for you, and then we'll – Look forward to you being back next week. Yeah, so I won't get Twitter video. I'm trying to get some from some and post much as I can. I'll try to do the updates, but I won't be there to physically put the Twitter on there. We'll, we will. I will be with the Picayune High School uh, swim team. So Kylie's not the only one. So uh, we have a great group of kids going, competing for the state champion. You know, it's individually and some team uh, events, but um, going to compete at Tupelo, which is a phenomenal uh, natatorium up there. If you've ever been up there, it's it's top notch. It's probably, can't believe it's in Mississippi. That's how good it is. You're just sitting there going in there and you're just like, man, they put this in Mississippi, you know? So um, big time place. Um, Hate I'm going to miss the game, but... uh, I would not miss uh, my daughter swimming in that for uh, for nothing. So I'm going to be up there. But uh, Ricky, I, I know we talk about a lot of matchups. Um, man, what matchups bigger this week than what Clay and Jason Baker are covering? Than Poplarville and Columbia. You got two heavyweight 4A teams battling it out, and that will decide who's going to win district for them, and and possibly host host each other again in the playoffs. Luckily, it's in Poplarville, but also. Um, Clay told me, and they they put it on Facebook, so I'm going to say it now. Uh, Diamond Productions is going to have live video of the game, so it's going to be just like watching um, a college game on TV through Facebook Live. So if you're at you know if you're at George County, get your phone out. I know everybody's got them with them. Click on it, watch that game, listen to Clay and Jason call the game. I'm sure uh, past Donnie's going to probably be on the broadcast with them too. Usually is when he's there. Um, great group right there for talking ball y'all coverage um you, if you can't want to watch it on facebook don't have facebook you, you know um mix lr app can check it i mean i'm gonna keep an eye on both games Ricky. i mean that's the i guess that's the kind of the beauty of not being there for picking is i do get to keep up with more than one game if you've got two better games of that anywhere in mississippi please send us some kind of a text or twitter or whatever and let us know because i i would find that hard to believe Dave, there's gonna be five guys playing in those in those 
those two games. So on those four teams, we got a couple of them. There's going to be three in the other game for uh, Columbia and Poplarville. Five guys that are ranked probably in the top 30 uh, in the state of Mississippi, all going to be in those games. And that's pretty impressive in itself. Um, you know, we already know about Jaheim Otis, the defensive lineman. Uh, he's an ESPN 300 guy for Columbia. Alabama commit, they offered the guy when he was in eighth grade. They got a running back who's on that list as well. And, um, you know, a lot of other good athletes on the on the field as well. And, um, you know, we all know about our, our guy Khalid Moore from Poplarville. We're a little partial to him. And, man, I think those guys are going to want to show one another, uh, you know, what what they both can do on Friday night. So that's going to be fun to watch in itself. And, you know, we got a couple of athletes over here. And we got some guys on our team, David, that they're not on that list yet because those guys are only seniors. But watch out in a couple of years. Yeah, sophomores. They're only sophomores. Yeah, yeah only sophomores, yeah. yeah. But you watch out in a couple of years when they're seniors. And uh, we'll, we'll see if they some of those guys make that list as well. And Ricky did mention it. So if you catch this before Monday, the ninth grade will be at Ocean Springs. I want to say 530 for the ninth grade championship. So I think both teams are undefeated. Ocean Springs has a great squad. I've seen a lot of highlights on Twitter from some Ocean Springs people, some of the kids. They got an excellent team. Um, Picking is going to bring a good group over there. And the head coach, those the coaches for that team are Coach Hayden and Coach Smith. So um, they coach the ninth grade, got a real good group. So if you can come out to Loosedale Friday and then rest up for the weekend and go to Ocean Springs on Monday, and let's support our, our guys, support the kids, and let's show them what we can do. And uh, I look forward to uh, um, hearing from Ricky and them on how – I can't wait to hear the uh, post-game podcast, and I'm going to keep up with it. And uh, I'll be ne- back next week. We're going to have an interview with the uh, Smackham crew, the uh, Coach Baz and Coach Bingo. That's going to be our um, interview next week. We didn't do an interview this week for coaches, but Ricky was on the radio this morning with uh, – George County giving them a preview. So um, roles were, were reversed this week. So um, good job for Ricky being on there. And I can't wait to be able to share that and let people listen to that too. So um, I want to appreciate uh, everyone that listens. And uh, we, we love our listeners. And uh, thank you again. See you all Friday.